Hallelujah. The energy in this place is amazing. Ooh. Hallelujah. There's something happening already in this place which you've got to know. The Bible says when the righteous people rejoice, there's great glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Don't worry. We're going to dedicate five minutes to just rejoicing. Please. Please, I beg you, I beg you. You know, I know that this meeting was a deliberately, deliberately planned for you. And I'm glad you came. But please, let's follow instructions, okay? I bring you greetings all the way from Calabar, and um, it's the land where God dwells. He walks in Lagos, but he dwells in Calabar. Okay? I want to say a very big thank you to you, sir, for this privilege and this honor, and I bless God for all the pastors and the leaders in the house. Can we celebrate your man of God as an awesome, awesome man of God? Hallelujah. Amen. Please, you may have your seat. My assignment is a very simple one. I'm going to teach, and after that, we're going to see manifestations. I like manifestations, but first we must substantiate it with truth so that it's not a phony. There are too many phony, phony things around. Too many. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you tonight. Thank you that every heart has been anointed to receive your word clearly with distinction in the name of Jesus. And everybody say, Amen. If you have your Bible with you, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, By faith we understand that the words were framed. By faith, we understand that the words were framed by the word of God. Can we read it together? Say with me, by faith, we understand that the word was framed by the word of God so that things which were seen are made of, are not made of the things which are visible. 
I want us to isolate that word framed. The word framed in the Greek word means katatizo. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's take that word away. What exactly does it mean? Katatizo means to rearrange something back to the way it ought to be. The most familiar word to katatizo in English is reformat. So if you are conversant with the computer, when it begins to slow down, it is not performing as much as it should, it's not giving the result as desired, the first thing you do is reformat. When you reformat, you're saying you want it to begin to function as it has been specified to function. So the Bible is saying to you that you have been given the tool to be able to reformat any aspect of life that is not functioning the way it should function. When you understand Hebrews 11 verse 3, you understand all we're going to be doing in the next couple of minutes. Because we're going to be formatting and reformatting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use plenty of ICT examples so you can understand them. Understanding is key because if I say all the things I tell you now, I have a Dongari Bogazos dog, you don't understand what I said. Because words must communicate understanding. So if I tell you katatizo, katatizo what? So when I tell you format, reformat, yes, you can catch it. What are we formatting and what are we reformatting? There are two critical areas to progress in your life, your mind and your mouth. If I can reformat that part, your progress is setting. Twenty nineteen is invisible in terms of performance, just like Hebrews eleven thirteen, Hebrews eleven three tells us. But if we format these two critical areas, your mind, your mouth, then the visible things that will manifest because they are from God's word is setting. Why is it critical to format your mouth? Why is it critical to format your mind? Your mind is the most powerful and efficient machine on earth. Your mind has been designed by God to deliver experiences. When your mind is not being formatted with God's word, day by day, day by day, you know, the lady that was here was talking about social media, was like, wow, wonderful. You don't need to be a rocket scientist, just put, go, just open your social media. you find information in the tons. If you're not careful, social media would program your mind and your mouth to react against God's word. And once you do that, you discover that you are rerouting your destiny. God created the human mouth to bring motion to life. God created the human mouth, thank God for eating and everything. God created the human mouth to bring motion. And more importantly, your mouth is a source of releasing spiritual power. 
in Psalm 8, verse 2, it says, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength. Spiritual strength flows from mouth. If I cannot program your mouth, program your mind, success is a certainty. Joshua 1.8 is a testimonial that anybody born again can be successful. Let this book of the Lord not depart out of your mouth. Meditate on it day and night that you might observe to do all that is written therein. That is a command. And then he tells us the consequence that you will make your own way successful. Church, God is not responsible for your success. It is your responsibility. The day I found out, I realized that too many people are giving God what they should be doing themselves. You are the programmer for your own success. And I found something about programming that once you put the code correctly, the actions will repeat itself the same way. Nothing will change. Something happened to me a couple of months ago. I normally would set my alarm at a particular time and I forgot to put AM on it and I had PM. I was the one that did it. It was not the Holy, I did it. So 4 AM, I didn't wake up. Then I was in my office. The thing started, what's all this, what's all this? I checked. I, I saw the error. And the Holy Spirit said, this is how it is with life. Life is the statement of programming. Your environment, your experiences, your exposure, they seek to program you differently from what God has said. But it's your place to determine how it should be. And this evening, we are going to program certain things into your heart. As we program it, so it will become. Amen. Amen. I want you to know this. Nobody's brain is better than yours. After this meeting, you will never envy anybody. Never. When you envy people, it's because you don't know you have the equipment to do much more than themselves. Your brain is simply a monitor. Your mind is the CPU. So if I can get the thing into the CPU, your brain will function perfectly. <laughs> Hear me, sir. Hear me, ma. I don't care who gave birth to you. Success has nothing to do with geography. Success has nothing to do with gender. 
Success has nothing to do with status. If I can get the program right, you will succeed. So I'm asking you, please give me your attention for the next 40 minutes because these times are precious. We are going to format into your mind God's own momentum. Everything moving has momentum. And the definition of momentum is the force or the driving force or advancing force of a moving object. If anything is static, it has no momentum. Once it is moving, it must have speed and it will have momentum. I know that in this hall we have people who are very wonderful soccer fans. My kids are awesome soccer fans. They all have their different team. I'm the only person that does not have a team. So I only watch to learn, to use to preach. So one of those times, we're watching the screen, and my son shouted, man, see that volley. I said, what is that? He said, that you will not understand. I said, what does that mean? He said, if you see the shot that guy took. So I said, please give me the analysis. He said, Obafemi Williams just, Obafemi Martins took this shot and nothing could stop it. I said, please interpret. He said, okay, that is so you understand. What it means is this. This guy took a shot and it was calculated to be 87 miles per hour. So I said, 87 miles per hour? I understand some maths. I said, that is faster than some cars. He said, that's why I'm telling you that the volley was too much. I said, wow. So I said, if anybody was standing on the path of that guy, that particular shot would push that guy from his path. He said, yes, sir. So I said, what? I said, has anybody ever done that before? He said, well, he just joined them. There were some other persons before him. So I was no longer excited. But you see, the part I want you to know is this. God has momentum. And God wants you to program his momentum into your mind. Why is he saying program your moment, his momentum into your mind? He has made a covenant with Abraham that I will be a God to you. And you will be my people. And from that moment onwards, it is now God that takes charge over your life. And by the way, God has given you his mind. He says you have the mind of Christ. Every human mind, including that of God, functions by thoughts. So if I can get God's thoughts and program it into his mind, I can get God's mind to think and explain things the way God would do it. Amen. 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 God expects you to be able to understand when he's communicating. That is why understanding is everything. When there's no understanding, the meeting doesn't profit anybody. So I want you to understand everything we're going to be saying. That's why you notice God will use like. 
The righteous man is as bold as a lion. So when you see the lion, you can appreciate the kind of boldness he's asking for. I discovered that the lion is not the biggest animal in the jungle. Elephants are bigger than lions. But the lion believes he's bigger and the king of the jungle. I discovered that lions are not the fastest animals in the jungle. The cheetah is faster than the lion. But the lion believes he's the king of the jungle. I discovered also, lions are not the strongest animal in the jungle. But they believe that they're the king of the jungle. I know the amazing things. When I went to Kenya, I had the privilege of seeing how the lion behaves. The lion just lies down. And elephants, they move far. I was wondering, I said, you could crush this thing. And I now heard, it is about what the lion believes. So this evening, we are going to program things into you such that when you believe it, it becomes your reality. As you have believed it, so it becomes. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 11. This is the testimony of David. David was giving a testimony about how God gave him a breakthrough. So they went up to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them. And David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of waters. Therefore, he called the name of the place Baal Perazim. If you understand this, everything we're going to be talking about this evening is done. David was giving a picture with words saying that the way God broke through for him was like a dam that has been broken open. If you've ever been by the side of a dam before, if you see the volume of water, I have. I went to Ghana and I saw the Volta River Dam. And when I look at this scripture, I was imagining if the dam were to collapse at once. And the force of water that will come. Engineers will tell you that the most destructive element on earth is not fire, it's water. That when water begins to find its course, nothing stays on its path. It will displace, destroy, and overrun everything on its path. So I said, God, are you saying that your own momentum... Don't shout yet. Don't shout yet. I discovered that when flood comes, it does not negotiate with anything on its part. So when a flood is coming, everybody runs away. People jump from their houses. With fire, you can even stand to begin to salvage. With water, you run. So what God is saying is this. 2019, the momentum would be so strong that you would gain it and you would sustain it to the end of the year. 
totally unstoppable. And I have something to say to you, sir. The very things that stopped you last year, they can't dare stand on your part. Because this year, as you come with that force, it's either displaced, destroyed, or you overrun it. So when David was saying, the Lord has broken truth for me, David was saying, this is how the momentum of God is. When it comes upon a man's heart, you either displace, destroy it, or overrun it. And I have found out that any time there's severe flooding, the path where the flood passes, nothing ever remains the same. And I'm here to announce to Davis Christian Center, nothing will remain the same after this meeting. Yeah. The question is, how do we gain momentum? How do we sustain this momentum? How do we drive it from beginning to the end of the year? Those are the things we're going to be talking about. Such that when you leave this meeting, you can say with some certainty, this is how it is going to end. The first thing to do to gain momentum is to think covenant. Please let me say this. I'm a word of faith preacher. I'm a word of faith teacher. And I realized there's a missing factor in the teaching of the word of faith. Once you take the covenant mentality away from the teaching of the word of faith, it becomes theoretical. God thinks, talks, and responds from the position of covenant. So anybody that thinks and talks covenant, you have God waiting to manifest. Oftentimes, people have never been taught what covenant means. And then people don't appreciate what covenant means. When you appreciate what covenant means, you can never doubt God again. Abraham was full of doubt. How can these things be? Seeing that I'm already past the age. God said, listen, you know what, guy? Let's get to the place of cutting covenant. And if you read Genesis 15, from verse 1 to verse 15, God was demonstrating to, Ab to Abraham the infallibility of their relationship thereafter. When you cut covenant, there are things that are exchanged. Number one, you exchange your strength. Now you appreciate in, in Psalm 27 where David says, the Lord himself is the strength of my life. Those are covenant statements. Number two, you exchange robes. We now have the righteousness of God. Not the righteousness of works. The righteousness which is by faith. God has given it to us. Then number three thing that is exchanged, we exchange blood. Number four thing that is exchanged, we exchange name. 
And listen to this. Whatever belongs to your covenant partner automatically is yours. No, just allow it to sink. If you allow that sink, you can understand when God says, I will give you my own momentum such that I will displace, destroy, and completely overrun any opposition on your path. That means from the time you start, it is guaranteed you will meet it at the end. Momentum is very interesting. The stronger the momentum, the greater the impact. I have found out that you can be moving, if your momentum is very slow, you can be easily distracted. But if your momentum is very strong, whatever it is that will distract you, displace it, destroy it, or overrun it. If you want to know what it is like to see a car with momentum, go to the highway and see cars moving at speed and attempt to cross the road. You know, even if you're drunk, you won't do it. <laughs> That's exactly what happens when you move with God's momentum. Even the enemies, they agree. For God is with her, let her alone. When you begin to walk in God's momentum, these are the things to look out for. Number one, God will present you as an underdog. You know what an underdog is? An underdog is a person or a team that is least likely to win. Permit me to use the game of soccer again. In 2016-2017 season, we found the most amazing soccer upset that has ever imagined. Leicester City won the UEFA championship match. And when they won it, people were asking, how come? How come? How did they do it? That would be the example of setting people in this house in the name of Jesus. Turn with me to the book of Ezekiel and hear what God's word has to say to you. Ezekiel 31 verse 26, the message Bible. God says, take your royal crown off your head. No more business as usual. The underdog will be promoted and the top dog will be what? Demoted. So if you're here, you don't even believe that you can make it. I want to let you know that you are the person that when it happens, you would have to pinch yourself. Can this be real? On the 8th day of January 2019, at exactly 1.20 a.m., something happened. I was asleep, and I woke up, and I noticed the windows were just vibrating. I said, what's this? Am I dreaming? And I went to shut the windows, and I discovered it was rain. I said, rain on the 8th day of January? So I said, no, it cannot be. 
And in the next 10 minutes, the entire place was filled with rain. And when I locked the window, and I heard God say to me, this is a sample of what I'm telling you. I am going to surprise you. I will use the element of surprise. You will sleep in one way, not anticipating anything. By the time you wake up, There are three things that come alongside with the underdog mentality. Number one is that when an underdog wins, they defy the established expectations of people. All the established expectations of females in your biological lineage, you're going to turn it upside down. You know what I mean by turn it upside down? No female person has ever risen economically to a particular level. You are going to change the entire rule in the name of Jesus. Number two thing that happens with the upset which God is going to bring is that it happens with surprise. This year is the year of surprise. What kind of surprise? Pleasant surprises. Can we turn our Bible to Job chapter 5, verse 8 and 9? I like the message Bible translation. It says, if I were you, I would throw myself at the feet of God because of one thing that God is famous with. Let's read together. If I were in your shoes, I will go straight to God and I will throw myself on the mercy of God. Verse 9. After all, he's famous for great... No, you don't sound like it. Okay, can I say this to someone here? If anybody ever predicted things about you, he would be most disappointed. When a major upset takes place in any game, the previous champion is laid to rest. And I want to announce to someone here, this is going to be the emergence of some people from obscurity that God is going to bring them to the limelight. From the back, you're going to take your place at the front in the name of Jesus. What are we going to program into your heart? will program mercy. This race of life is not unto whom that is fastest. This race of life is not unto whom that is wisest. This race of life is not unto whom that is smartest. But this race of life is unto whom God shows mercy. For your sake, some unexplainable things will happen. Mercy defines outcomes. God does not take delight in the strength of man. God does not take delight in the strength of horses. But God takes delight in those who fear him and hope upon his mercy. If you make your expectation to be grounded in mercy, 2019, you will surprise both yourself and surprise many people that knew you.
I want to say this and then we will continue. God will always give you a reference. You can't do anything new without a reference. The reason why you're where you are today is because of a reference. It might be obvious or might not be obvious. For the sake of scripture, you will find in Joshua 1, 5, it says, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. Go look to Abraham, my servant. All these things are references. How can these things be, seeing that I know no man? I will take you to your cousin Elizabeth. Because without a reference, you can't do anything new. That is why when you make big goals, big fantastic goals, and anytime there's no reference in your mind concerning those goals, you discover you start procrastinating. But tonight we're going to bury those procrastination. Once there is a believable reference, nothing is impossible. How many of us have met certain people before? You ask the person, how old are you? And the person tells you his age or her age. And then you ask the person, when did you finish school? The person tells you. Then immediately you tell yourself, I can do it. You know why? Once the reference is believable, nothing is impossible. The reason you have not entered yet, it's not because you don't desire it. The believable reference has not showed up yet. So tonight we're going to bring believable references. Please permit me to go in this direction. David was the least likely person to fight Goliath. Am I correct? David was an underdog. Why do we call David an underdog? Number one, David had no military training. David had never fought any war before, nor fought any giant. But listen to this. From the day God anointed David, David carried with him the momentum of God. And David understood how to engage the momentum and then sustain it, which we're going to come to. And then when he met Goliath, David displayed all the things I'm going to be teaching you this evening. Goliath anticipated a long-drawn fight. To the dismay of the Philistines, the fight didn't take up to two minutes. My sister, my brother, you have been programming your mind that it will take so long. But God says to tell you, what took so long to accomplish will happen in such a short time. To engage momentum, the first thing to do is to rehearse God's faithfulness in your life. We notice that David went to Goliath without his mouth being shut. Every time David was moving towards Goliath, he was talking, talking. Don't ever approach 2019 from today without saying some things. Please, there are people who will not believe in what you can do. There are people who will disdain everything you stand for. But please believe in yourself. 
look, there are people you look up to who will tell you it will not work. But believe in the dream. Life is not about the opinions of people. You know what life is all about? Your conclusion. Thank God for what they said, but what did you say? You shall be justified by the words of your mouth, not by the words of anybody's mouth. They said this. They did not say that, but what did you say? David was told by the king, you are a youth. You don't have the training. You don't have the skill. You don't have the personnel. You don't have the, the gates. You don't have the poise. You have never been trained before, so sit down. I want to announce to you, the next level is not going to be easy. You are going to find a lot of resistance. But with God's momentum, you will displace it, destroy it, and overrun it. When Saul said that, David did not do anything but do exactly like I'm saying to you now. David said, the God who delivered me out of the lion's bear, the God who delivered me from the paw of the lion, the God who delivered me out of the bear would bring down this Philistine. You know what David was saying? I do not devalue the testimonies of God in my life. Look, the same power required to overcome headache is the same power required to overcome cancer. God does not need to do extra work to overcome anything. The power of God is not in trickles. It's still the constant. Over time, it is the perspective of people. You see, this one is not like that. Who told you? There's nobody inside of this auditorium that does not have a history of God's faithfulness. There's none. If you can rehearse God's faithfulness, you can bring down any Goliath. What kind of rehearsal are we talking about? Sit down after this meeting, get a piece of paper, go and write down all the things that God brought you out from when you thought you would never have been able to make it. If you do that, it will do something called gratitude into your heart. Nobody becomes grateful and remains small. Sir, I didn't understand what gratitude meant until I met a man one day. And things were not going very well for me many years ago. That's about 25 years back now. So I looked at this guy and said, you are talking to me because things are very well for you. You live in a place where everything is okay. You drive a fine car. So he invited me to his office. So I sat down and I looked at him. You know when you feel this inequality? So I said to him, tell me, what do you want to tell me? He said, are you grateful? I said, grateful? He said, listen, I don't have much to tell you. He said, because as a believer, in your DNA, you have no business suffering. Men, I was suffering. There were times I asked myself as a graduate, why can't I do this? Why can't I do this? No questions, no answers. 
So that day, the man shocked me. He said, are you grateful? I said, what do you mean by grateful? I said, I thank God every morning. He said, that is not what I mean. He said, God will use human instruments to reach out to you because God is a spirit. God will never appear physically to do certain things for you. He'll use human beings. He said, are you grateful? He said, at least five people who God has used to be a blessing to you. If you thank them, your business will come back. I said, that's very simple. To tell you the truth, it's not as simple as I thought. As I was writing the names of those five people down, I discovered I was erasing some. This one is not good. This one doesn't profit me. This one doesn't profit me. And I finally was able to make up a list after struggling for one day. And he said, don't bring the list to me. Just go to each one of them and tell them thank you for being of great benefit to my life. That without your help, I will not be where I am today. I went to the first four persons. No big deal. The fifth man, I went to his place. As I went there, the man was jumping everywhere. I said, what are you jumping for? He said, you know what? I feel disconnect about me and your future. I said, grandma, I don't need grandma now. I need action. <laughs> Is anybody who's here that needs action? So when he finished speaking, he said, I'm going to give you my card. And this card, I want you to present it to 12 people. They all owe me. I want you to go represent me in, their, in my stead. Anywhere you present this card, if they don't respond to you favorably, come back to me. And church, I went to only five. My story changed in less than a week. I remember one man said, what is your connection with this man? He said, because I don't want his trouble. Tell me, how do you know him? I explained to him, he said, this man, if you don't do it, he will trouble you until you do it. So what do you want? And I told the man, he said, piece of cake. Listen to me, my dear. There are some jobs you don't have to apply for. It comes by referral. And this night, because you came for this meeting, there are certain people asking questions. What is it about that man? What is it about that woman? What do you have to say about him? I entered into one office one day. I won't tell you the name of the person. I entered into his office. As I entered into his office, he asked me, young man, what are you looking for? I showed him the card. Okay, invisible man, enter. I learned something in life. That there's something called supernatural referral. When in your absence, God will raise up strangers to speak for you as if they have known you before. And hear me, after this meeting, you will keep hearing one word, I have heard about you. 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 The people who work with referrals, they have money. They don't work based on Instagram. They don't work based on Facebook. After all the Facebook, they will still ask some certain people, what do you know about her? 
I pray the day they will send the word out, somebody will stand up and say, I know her. I might not like her, but I know her. She is very credible. We're talking about God's momentum. So I understand what it means to be grateful. After this meeting, write the list of people who have been blessing to you and go back to each one of them. I can guarantee you, you will be amazed at the kind of results you get. I'm a product of it. And I later found out, out of the voice of them that make merry and shall proceed the voice of thanksgiving, I will multiply them and they shall not be few. Find the scripture yourself. Homework. Part of what is required is to be diligent, rightly dividing the word. Step number one. First, rehearse God's faithfulness in your life. Rehearse it. God, I thank you, but there was a time where there was nobody to support my household. You stood by me. There was a time when everybody forsook me. You stood by me. There was a time when everybody thought it was down and over. You put your foot down and you said it would never happen. Then step number two. Don't be quiet. Say something. Say something. What are you to say? Have something from God's word which you infuse into your everyday life. Say something. Say something. Over the past 21 years, there's something I do for my children every day. I realize that success is not genetic. I used to think like that before. I discovered it was not true. You have children who come from professors and they are useless. And they have children who come from places where the fathers and the mothers were never exposed to education and they excel. So I began to wonder what exactly is missing. And I discovered one thing called the blessing. Every Jewish person, they infuse the blessing onto them every day. And from the day I found out, this is what I do about my children. Every morning, I lay my hands over them. In all matters of wisdom and understanding in which you would ever be examined, you're going to be found to be ten times better than your peers. You have understanding above your teachers. In every selection process that is beneficial, you will be the unanimous choice. You shall go forth in joy and be led forth in peace. Nothing broken, nothing stolen, nothing missing. You know what I discovered? As we have programmed it, so it becomes. Please, I'm not boasting. I'm not arrogant. I'm just teaching you what works. My last son traveled with a mother. Two weeks I was out of school. And it was assessment time. 
And my son was away from school. And by the time he came back, he was still tops in the class. And so they gathered and they asked the question, this child must have home lesson. I said, they did not have home lesson what? God has already promised I will mentor them personally. So every day I teach them, great will be your peace and undisturbed will be your well-being. The Lord himself will mentor you. And as he mentors you, your educational receptivity is very high. Speak something. Stretch forth your hands. These hands will never be a loss. These hands, these hands will never be a loss. Whatever comes into these hands stands multiplied. Multiplication is a covenant. And I speak multiplication over the work of my hands. The work of my hands will not bring me stress. The work of my hands will be fulfilling. In the name of Jesus, my labor will not go to strangers. My labor will not go to strangers. Hallelujah! We live in a world that is governed by words. When I taught these things in church, a brother came and said to me, Sir, in my estate, I saw this man. 4 a.m. with his bare feet, walking around the estate, muttering words, muttering words. And I told my father, that man is doing something. Mm, forget him, he's just a hungry man. He said, Sir, I remember what happened. Said that man sells blocks in our estate. After that experience, all the people selling blocks, nobody had customers for 30 days. This man has no blocks. He gets from the people that have blocks and resells at a double price. And the people who were paying him the money, they were aware he had no blocks. I said, you know why? As you have programmed life, so it becomes. I decree over you this day that you will not become a victim of anybody's words in the name of Jesus. Speak. 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 The next thing that is very important is to have a very clear perspective. Perspective from the covenant. David said to Goliath, the battle is the Lord's. Please note this. He didn't say the battle is mine. The battle is the Lord. And by the way, David was only quoting a scripture in the book of Deuteronomy 21. That when the children of Israel go forth in battle and they meet an enemy much stronger, much more formidable than themselves. It was also quoted in Deuteronomy 9.1. When you go out to battle and you meet mighty nations, stronger, mightier than yourself, know that God himself 
will give them into your hands. So David was only re-emphasizing the covenant when he said to Goliath, the battle is the Lord's. Perspective is everything. If you say you can't do it, so be it. But if you say you can't do it, and you don't know how, you will find out how. I realize that the thing that separates people is this world called perspective. I did an analogy in church one day. We had different persons in church and I asked them a question. I said, if you had the mind of Bill Gates, would you be successful? Uh-uh. The guy said, why now? Uh-uh. Bill Gates' mind? Uh-uh. Sir, hyper successful. Speed of thought. I said, okay, supposing you have the mind of Donald Trump, ah, pastor, billions. He didn't know what was driving to. I said, supposing you have the mind of God, he was stuck. I said, you know why? As long as you disdain the covenant, you will never see yourself in the light of the covenant. And as you don't see yourself in the light of covenant, circumstances will hold you hostage. David was able to break out when he said, the battle is the Lord's. You know why? Once you say the battle is the Lord, you bring God into the scenario. Sir, God does not get involved because you have a problem. God gets involved when you acknowledge him. If there's anything I want to leave with you, no matter how bad it is, ask God, I am a vessel of your mercy. Let your mercy prevail. Mercy is one thing that God will never say no to. Never. David said, the battle is the Lord. And from that time, God stepped into the matter. And when God steps in, nothing remains the same. You're listening to me. You have put a proposal somewhere. I have something to tell you. Get a replica of that proposal. Lay your hands upon it and decree over it from the point of submission to the point of approval. The hand of God is going to be over this document and the mercy of God will prevail. No intrigue, no sabotage. You know what you have declared? Mercy never fails. Pastor, what about witchcraft? It's so shameful today that so many people are so superstitious to the point where they believe as if God is having a context with darkness. I have news to tell you. God is not contesting anything with anybody. Lamentations chapter 3, verse 31. Quick. I was at the aircraft, and the air hostess was making a joke. Ah, then they follow you. I said, my God. I was making a joke with the air hostess. And today you hear people just make all kinds of comments, and then she was just saying it with glee, so much glee. Ah, then they follow you. Witches, witches. You know why? What you keep hearing, the way faith comes by hearing, fear is reinforced by hearing.
Lamentations chapter 3, verse 31. Let's go to verse 32. No, no. Um, verse 33, I beg your pardon. I'll just go down. 36. Okay, yeah. Let's read together. Listen. This is the mind of God. God will never approve that anybody will use witchcraft or magical powers to sabotage a man's destiny. But if you don't remind God about his word, it might happen. Why is it like that? God works out all things according to his word. I want to share something with you that is very pertinent. And please, I beg of you, 2019, do not bear grudges with anybody. Do not bear grudges with anybody. It's a life and death matter. David was approaching Goliath, and his elder brother said to him, I know your heart. You have come here to come and make all your kinds of, let me use pidgin English. I too know. On your path to greatness, there are people who will persecute you with their mouths and make life uncomfortable for you. But please, don't do anything but ignore them and walk away. What I'm going to share with you now happened to a friend of mine on the eve of Christmas, pastor. He came to me and he said, sir, I would have been a dead man by now. I said, what happened? said, people said so many things about me and I was so hurt inside me. And I didn't know how bad I was hurting until I went to the supermarket to buy something and I slumped on the ground. And my wife was called to pick me up. And when I was taken to the hospital, I was told I had been bleeding, bleeding for hours. And I became very weak. He said, I remember what you said. Program mercy. He said, I could see myself leave my body. And I opened my mouth to say, God, have mercy. He said, when I said that immediately, the movement stopped. And I told my wife, call you. So you didn't know what happened at that time. We called you some minutes to 1 a.m. You picked the phone and you said, and you prayed. Said, so, sir, you didn't understand. Said, so, I was leaving this earth. Said, so, I did not know how many persons I had in my heart. Immediately I said, mercy. God said to me, you must extend mercy to those who don't deserve it. Because mercy is what you don't deserve. But God gives it to you anyhow. Said, I looked into my heart. I began to release different persons. I began to release them. Said, after that experience that night, all the doctors told me, you cheated death. You cheated death. Said, because we did all the examinations and we found there was nothing we could lay our fingers on. You were bleeding profusely. 
And he said, with that kind of bleeding you had for three days and you did not eat, we're gone. How you live, we still don't understand. And I said, I told them, the mercy of God stepped in. There's no judgment too strong that the mercy of God cannot overturn. It is not the length of prayer that's a problem. It's the fact that when you refuse to walk in love, no prayer works. Even when you fast, even when they pray and pour things on you, faith works by love. We have too many people in the body of Christ, too angry, so bitter. I didn't finish my story. When he got out from the hospital, he said, I ran to meet one of the persons that I had a quarrel with. And I found his stomach swollen. I knelt down telling him, if I could make it, you would make it also. He said, sir, the bucket of pus that was evacuated from this man's stomach. He said, I'm glad the man is still alive today. I said, you know why? It is the love of God that keeps you. Beloved, God is love. He that loveth not is not of God, period. This year, select your fight. Select your fight. Don't waste your energies. There are some things that are totally unconnected with your destiny. Walk away. A man was in his car driving with his friend and someone pulled across the road. And the guy said, from the truck, woman rapper, the guy came out. And his friend said, what do you want to do? He said, imagine that, that rat. And why was he coming out with his horse whip? The guy said, if you come here, your mama, hey, the guy, So while the guy was about to take off his jacket, his friend said, come, come. How does your mother know what took place here? <laughs> he said, this is temptation, broad daylight, and you're about to fall into it. Get into this car. He said, if you do this every day, you will never have the presence of mind to do the right thing. Nothing destroys temptation like offense. If you, if you be honest, there are some husband and wife, they don't talk again for one month. And the momentum has come. But I have good news for you. If you repent tonight, the momentum will be restored. First Samuel chapter 18, quick, we're about closing. Verse 27 and 28. 2019, there are going to be targets set by people, some set by you, but I have good news for you. We are going to exceed all targets and meet every timeline 
wait for this. You will meet the timeline before the exact date. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 17, and 20, verse 27 and 28. I have been hearing about targets. Please permit me. This one we're about to read now is the most wicked target a man can give to another person. David wanted to marry the, the daughter of Saul. And Saul, being a schemer, said, I can't fight this guy because he's a warrior. He has the hand of God upon him. He can't fight him. Let's kill him in his game. Let's fight him where he has strength. Let's set him up. Tell him that I don't want money. What I want, go to the army's camp and give me 100 foreskins. How many of us have witnessed a child being circumcised before? The child cries for days. So I want you to imagine a man being circumcised. Not a child now, a man. <laughs> you know when you don't have perspective, you don't understand what David went through. When they tell you go bring four, hundreds for skin, what they were saying arrange 100 men, circumcise them, and bring their skin. Look, even if the man can't fight, the man will bite you to death. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please listen. Don't ever get angry when a target is given to you. Because when you get angry, you will never meet it. Then number two, when the target is given to you, switch from flesh to spirit. God, how will you get these things done? A lady that I know in church said, Sir, they gave us this target in the bank. This target is notorious. They know that I'm a Christian. And they sent me to marketing. And all the people who do the same thing, they just sleep with men. Or there are so many things to do. And I vowed I will never do these things. And then my friends tell me, well, it's your own case. If you do, is there any meter? He said, some make dirty jokes. And I knew I was faced against the wall. And as the days were going by, the target had not been met. And I know the consequence. If the target is not meant, I lose my job. <laughs> and I said to her, before the foundations of this world, God prepared and completed everything about your life. Nothing takes God by surprise. Nothing. And then number two, everything about your life has been prepared and Jesus bought the legal right for you to experience it. And then number three, the Holy Spirit has been given to you to experience it. So if the Holy Spirit is in you, he will give you his intelligence. He will give you his wisdom, give you his powers such that those things that frightens you, intimidates you, you accomplish it. 
So this lady was confused and everything. Then someone gave her one of the teachings I have done. Then she listened to it. Then she began to speak to herself. The steps of the righteous man, they're well ordered of the Lord. The steps of the righteous man, they're well ordered of the Lord. Well, to cut the long story short, she went to the market. And um, she said, a woman looked at her and said, my sister, why is your face like this? She said, madame, oh, look at all the things. And the woman said, laughing. He said, ah, why are you laughing? He said, if it's that money, I will give it to you. This woman sells in the market. And guess what she sells? Etinware pots. And he told the lady, enter. She began to crack etinware pots. And you see money. She said to her, you see on this. All the people in this line, forget about how they look. They are loaded. She brought those etinware pots and they destroyed 10, loaded with notes. And the woman said, this is how I save my money. Said, because you have said this thing and each time you come here, you're such a nice girl. How much do you want? She had to call their office to come with the bank truck. And they came and the first thing we're asking her, where did you bring this money from? Said, if I tell you, market. My friend, go! Market what? God still uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He said, after she did it, her boss said, where did you get this kind of money from? He said, sir, she's not the only one. There are many like that. And of course, if you know you're a bank and you know this marketing now. He said, the woman said, I know how to talk to my, my maid. Don't but they won't tell you. Look, from today, judge you no man after the flesh. Because the answer you're looking for, some of them are right before you, but you can't see it. First Samuel chapter 18, quick. Verse 27 and 28. Say me, when there's a believable reference. Say it again. When there, once there's a believable reference, nothing is impossible. Therefore, David arose and went and he and his men and killed how many? How many did they ask him for? And David brought their first kings and gave them in full to the count of the king that he might become the king's in-law. And then Saul gave Michael, his daughter, as a wife. Let's go to verse 26. Hmm. You're going to be the new reference point in your office. If she can do it, what is your excuse? Look, after this meeting... People will be upset with you, not because of anything bad you did. You have destroyed their excuses. <laughs> so when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to become the king's in-law. Now, the days are not what? Somebody say 2019. 2019. Exceed the target. 
meet the timeline. Say it again. 2019. Exceed the targets. Meet the timeline. You know, I have good news for someone here. For the first time, you will be rising at a pace that nobody in your industry has ever imagined before. Meet the target, exceed the timelines. A lady was saying something to me. She said, sir, I didn't understand these things that it's possible for a person to be at entry level position and because of the prophetic word, you jump four spaces. You know, I told you about referrals. Look, strangers are going to argue over your case. Ha! Ha! So, there's a doctor. He done this medical exam five times. And he said to me, sir, this last one, I don't pass it, I'm done for. He said, to start with, my wife, my children, I don't know where they're going to go to. Because the hospital has written a notice, this is the last time. He said, the fear in my heart each time I write that exam is worse than writing the exam itself. And that evening I came to their church and I said to him, I said, do you know what it means to hear the words of grace? Grace gives you the ability to do what exceeds your own human ability. I said, first, if you hear it, the next thing is to connect with it. Accept the reference. And I told him these things. I said, jubilee is a very strange thing. Once they sound the trumpet, anybody in debt that day, the man is free. I said, I don't understand it. How can you be in debt? They sound the trumpet. You're free? It doesn't make sense. And I said to him, Jesus, when he came, reversed Jubilee. Jubilee was 50 years before. And Jesus said, every day is now Jubilee. <laughs> so I said to him, Anyway, he did the exams. He said, sir, I don't check the results because I know what has happened before. I don't check it. So my roommate told me, your name was not there. So I told him, no skin pain. So two weeks later, my roommate told me, go and check, I saw your name. He said, are you mad? If it's a joke, stop it. He said, go and check. He said, Be out of fear, I gave my name to my friend. Please check for me. And when he checked it, he called me on phone. He said, it's true, your name is there. He said, no. Medical exams. Two weeks after the first official, official result, you bring another one. No, this is fraud. He said, he began to call everybody he knows. Sir, can this be real? He said, well, we've never seen it before. It's the way it is. He said, it took me four days to accept that my name was there. And on investigation, I was told that after the first result was announced, six professors 
called for a re-examination of the exam script. And when we were going through it, my name was the only one selected. And they asked the question, why would this man fail? He said, for four days, they were arguing over my matter. And by the fourth day, one mark was added to my mark. And it was said, they must publish it. And when my name was published, said, now, in my department, you see my name as a reference point. That if there's anybody who doubts if there's God, look at his name. You know what? After this meeting, when people are struggling, it's your face that we see. If she can cross the line! Please, if you're here this evening, you have any case with asthma, just come quick, 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 quick. You're asthmatic. And if you have the inhaler with you, just come. Drop it here. Quick. Come. Quick, 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 quick. There's a particular baby I want to pray for particularly as a baby. Please give me your attention. God cannot be in you and you'll be asthmatic. It's illegal. You are not just anybody. You are the temple of God. This is God's official residence. And much more than that, the Bible says that same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is in you, not elsewhere. It's in you. So if there's anything like perspective, I want you to catch it. Because in the next five minutes, I'm only just going to give you an instruction. And just listen very well. I went to a church in Abuja. And I said to them, while Jesus was teaching and preaching, the power of God was available to heal. So I asked the question, I said, if it's true, why don't we see it? Somebody said, I said, you know why he said, greater works than this will we do also? So I said, okay, 
As we finished, while we're preaching, closed the book. So there was this lady that was standing, an usher. So she said in her words that that guy must be a crook. You know all those things like, no, that can't pastor. So I walked up to her by the word of night. I said, you see, he said, pastor, you know, this thing is strange. Look at the way you're just doing it. So I said, okay, come, come. So I said to her, start running. She said, she was just running. In her words, said, for 25 years, I have lived as a victim. Said, for 25 years, I can't breathe normal air. He said, I drove from church with my windows wound down. For the first time in 25 years, I slept with all my windows open. My mother came into the room and said, hey, Tony, Tony, Tony. He said, I told my mom, everything is over. Look, nothing destroys momentum like ill health. I've seen people suffer. Everything around them and people who walk close to you are the ones that suffer the most. Today I bring you liberty. I'm going to sound the trumpet of jubilee. Bring her. Bring her this way. God, hallelujah. Lift up your hands, all of you standing here. Father, we thank you for Jesus has paid the price. And we stand in agreement to say that it's illegal for this men, this women, to use any aid to breathe. Breath is a gift. When a man begins to suffer for a gift, Something is wrong. And by the blood of the Lamb, we resist every devil. As I make the sound, I want you to know that your liberty is already here. hold my hands thank you Lord Jesus <laughs> yep please can I need an usher to help me with this woman with her baby sir can you allow me to come down sir am I permitted okay okay I'll need some ushers to help me Thank you, 
please. Huh? Just hold my hand. Just take a deep breath. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it. Take a deep breath. That's it. Glory to God. That's it. Yeah, take a deep breath. Oh, hallelujah. Just take a deep breath. Please, can you help me find out from them? I want you to confirm it. Please. Thank you. Just take a deep breath. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just hold my hands. Lord Jesus. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center, home of victorious people.